good time to do it. Okay. Welcome to the Standing Jesse edition of the podcast. I forgot to buy an extra stool. So, I'm standing. It was on my list. Uh, I did look at the Walmart that I always go to, and they only had brown ones, and I figured I'd at least try to get a matching one. I like the beige color. That's why I bought them the first time. You think you'll be able to buy one that matches? Yeah. Uh, okay. How much do you want to pay for them? I have two. I the want them new. backs are a little different. I think mine a little rounder, but I have two. Yeah, I'm, I'll wait and see. It's, I'm impressed by them because I thought, ah, these are just going to be uh, cheap, cheap stools. But I've sat on them quite a bit. I've done some writing on this counter. Um, yeah, I got mine at Walmart, too. Yeah. They're almost identical. Yeah, they're good they're stools. Does it really make sense to be writing on the counter when you have a desktop computer, like, just back there? Sometimes. I very, very rarely write, you know longhand is that the terminology yes. at this point yes. longhand but sometimes i still do and yes it does make sense because my and desktop that would actually not be a proper it would be too low with the height of the stool this is a bar height stool you need a counter height stool they're two different things sorry i also sell furniture really well, what furniture do you sell and here we go and for what <laughs> for where i work at bd's okay so you and also sell, work at BD's. so that's yeah. how jesse knows you okay yeah. So, we have Okay, I did guest. know her before I worked at BD's. Okay. Through BD's. Through BD's. So, we but should discuss that. Yeah. So, we have a guest on... What's our guest name? Teresa Jacobs, right? Hi. Teresa... I forget your middle name already. I don't use Jacobs. So, you knew her before BD's. How's that? I met her one day as I was getting stuff printed, and I didn't know she worked for BD's, but she was getting a children's book printed. And I somehow got a copy of said children's book. He was just standing there and there was something wrong with the printer. It wasn't working right. And I was just like, here, do you want this book? And I just gave him like this messed up children's book. And I didn't even know who he was. And I just said, when I'm famous, that really, book is going to be worth money. That's a really interesting way of establishing a long-term <laughs> connection. Very random. People just seem to give you stuff a lot at BDs. Because people come in with like their music or, or weird things and you're like here like you should listen to this and then they come back and ask you oh, for money for it the st Catherine's white rapper no no there no, was, was a lady there was, a, there was another lady who came in uh asked for something to be printed and she's a singer and she's it was around christmas time and she said oh i'm i have a christmas album that is launching so i guess it was a little bit before christmas time because it'd be really bad to release a christmas album right at christmas yeah, it wouldn't have much um, even worse in the summer. Yeah. So I said, oh, that sounds interesting. I got her information. By the next time I got there, there was a CD waiting for me with a with a note saying, I'll come back later for the money. <laughs> for the money? Yeah. <laughs> See, I didn't charge him. That's the difference. So yeah. eventually I paid for the CD. She extorted you. A little bit. Yeah, I'd yeah. just be like, dude, I don't want this. No. Yeah, but... I shouldn't call her a dude, but... Whatever. I I don't mind the CD. It hasn't had much good... I haven't listened to it in a few months for some reason. Oh, yeah, you're a Christmas person. I am That's a Christmas right. person. My I Well, I haven't listened to it since Christmas. I feel like you have a plethora of Christmas CDs and, and Christmas songs on your phone anyways, so... Not on my phone. On my iPod, sure. On your iPod? But, uh... Do you, you don't listen to music off of your phone? No. Yeah. When I got my first iPhone, uh, I had already had an iPod Touch like for quite a bit, and it just seemed natural to have a higher gig to dedicated music device 
and then just have my phone for smaller for I don't know. Have, is your phone full of stuff then? My phone is mostly filled with applications. Okay, well, fair. Work applications. I don't have anything fun on my phone unless you call Instagram fun. Instagram's pretty fun. Or Facebook. <laughs> but no games, no nothing. Just banks, Google Maps. Okay, Snapchat. I have Snapchat on my phone. Banks. I have banks on my Bank. phone. Banks. They all have a separate app. That's kind of a. It'd be nice if there's just one you could log in and just pick your branch or something that'd be neat a bit more cohesive yeah so um so no i met you then i started working there and then i was like hey she's a writer which i knew beforehand and i write not as much as you do at least not to the and publishing extent yes yeah so good job (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so Thanks. I I do see, and what stood out to me, and the only thing I've really heard about is the children's books. But what kind of stuff do you write? So my favorite is horror. Okay. So I began. Well, I had a couple children's books from when my son was a baby. Are these from when he was a baby? Those are from. Yes, I actually wrote them when he was a baby. One called Puddle Jumping. One's Puddle Jumping, and the other one is The Lonely Leaf. Which is the one that I got for free. got for free. So that one, it was actually a really good friend of mine, Jennifer. Well, we both yeah. worked at a used bookstore together, and she did all the artwork for me for free on that one, because it was like 20 years ago. I mm-hmm. mean, my kid's like 24 now, um, and it never went anywhere. And then when I decided in 2015 to get into the publishing world on my own, um, I just printed those ones off and put them on Amazon. Did you were you printing them off in 2015? So that's a long time ago when I met you, because I didn't really even start coming well, it's into. It's only twenty eighteen, so. Well, we have a different scale of with, with time. the amount of things that change in my life. Twenty fifteen is a long yeah. time ago. I have ago. done all of this in two years. That's disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. 20... Self self publishing though. There's lots of questions. Well, it was December twenty fifteen, so it might have been. Okay. Might have been beginning of twenty sixteen. Yeah, but still, I didn't get the job at Beatty's till April twenty seventeen. So. Yeah. So a year. Yeah. No, neat. And then the fun thing about puddle jumping, not even exactly the story, it's just like a, I don't know, two to five-year-old kind of story, is the artist, because I just went online and I'm like, I need an artist, I don't have a bazillion dollars. He lives in the town in Russia where that meteor landed. Do you remember the Great Big I do remember there? watching all the dash cam yeah. footage of the meteor. Yeah, that one. He yeah. actually lives in that town in <laughs> Russia. So I was dealing with this Russian guy. Um, who doesn't grasp the English language 100%, but it, I mean, it was so much fun just connecting with him, and now we're friends, and he's going to do my next book for me. Next kid's book or next, next book? next kid's book. What is your next kid's book? Um, my next kid's book is... Spoiler alert, I guess. I don't know. Uh, don't That's know. self-promotion. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just... He's uh, on vacation right now, so he's not going to start till probably September to start looking at the book to do the artwork. You don't um, have a title picked out or anything yet? For that one there, I... I do have a title, but I'm not 100% sure okay, yet, so, so I'm not going to say it. Fair enough. But it is about a little boy who um, who has a dream, and like this this little sleep girl, like Sandy, instead of the Sandman, it's Sandy, a little girl. Okay. And mm. she comes into his dreams, and I'm, I'm not going to give you any spoilers, because I'll be posting all that when it comes up. Cool. Yeah. Where can people go to check that stuff out? Amazon. Amazon? Mm-hmm. Links down below. Perfect. So maybe it'll be out by the time anybody sees this. I don't know. So self-publishing. 
What made you decide to go the self-publishing route? Well, have you ever sent anything to an agent? Yes, and I've got a few go to hell, go to hell letters. So if you're lucky, you get a rejection letter. Yeah. If you're lucky. Yeah. Because you can wait a year and get nothing. I've been. So it's just really time-consuming. True. Who, I just wrote all this in like two years. Why would I sit around waiting a year for an answer? So I did it myself. That's fair. I've been, the only thing that I ever actually had a public anything that I've written published in would be a collection of short stories by Stuart McLean, the Vino Cafe CBC guy. But in a magazine. In a in an actual book book. Oh yeah. Yeah, and, and then he died. Your book. Hmm. Didn't you get a copy? No. Hmm. Because the the story that I wrote for the book, mm-hmm. uh, the book was published in like. 2014 2015 and i submitted the story back in 2007 so i didn't really have yeah, close see? connection with him no it was just kind of an off it's a collection of short stories because he used to do this amalgamation of of stories from his listeners and one time it was a story about traveling and i had a funny traveling story and it was just neat to a hear the story on the radio but also hear him pronounce my name right so he actually nice. got it on the radio yeah oh that's cool yeah, that's, that's exciting right that's interesting i've always found it kind of it's kind of cool that you do write books just as far as fiction goes cause i've never had an interest in writing fiction i do read a little bit of it and i mean to set the tone the only thing that i've written that's like kind of published-ished is is when I was at the university, I did a thesis project, and it goes through like a internal publication process. I mean, you right, could yes. look it up yeah. online and find it, but but that's and I mean, it is a really carefully crafted document, but it's not like a book. But that's where we differ. I wouldn't be able to do what you just did. No, I would I. I can't even do what I did back then. <laughs> like two years later, well, yeah, it's been it's been long enough now that I have forgotten most of how I did that, and I've got a lot of help by somebody that you know was a has been a professor for more more time than I've been alive anyways so so they had quite a talent for helping me do what I did but, but yeah the... that's one good thing about being in school like yourself with the script writing and that right you have people there that do it and know what to do and help you and when you... you're doing this you're kind of on your own you're relying on people online I haven't actually hit a lot of the online thing I still try to t- yeah, keep in touch with the people I'm in school with but I found that the schooling that I went to, like, for writing in general, when I was in high school, there was this really old school English teacher. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it was my grade 10 English teacher. It was her last year. I don't know if she doesn't give a damn about anything anymore. But I was talking to my grade 9 English teacher, and I gave her a copy of one of the books that you actually read through. So it's been in the works for a long time. And she liked it. She said, there's obviously some issues, but can I pass it along to the other to the other English teachers? I'm like, sure, whatever. And everyone gave positive feedback, again, saying, you know, there's this issue, yada, 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 and there's still issues in it even 10 years later. Didn't get anything from this, uh, this English teacher until I was in her class. And one day I finished work and I pulled out, because I wrote that book all longhand, which I don't recommend. No. Just hundreds upon hundreds of pages. Well, maybe not back then, but I mean, originally, that's how I used to have it. I know. You didn't have it any other way. 
So I started writing it in class, and she's like, "Oh, I, you're the you wrote the thing I read last." I'm like, "Yeah." And she's like, "It wasn't very good. You should probably <laughs> not continue it." Oh wow. And I'm like, "What?" That's awesome. And I'm like, "Uh." So that was odd. But then the next year, teacher, he's like, "That's that's pointless." Nowadays, there's people that write stories, and it's it's translated into movies. Nowadays, people have you can write complete narratives that just look like a text conversation. And there are books that have been published mm-hmm. that tell the story just through text. And then there's movies that tell stories through Skype chats, horror films. But it's a thing that no, you know, traditional writer or whatever would have conceived of long ago. And now you have people that are creative enough to try it and it catches, you know, some kind yeah. of cultural well, response. with the youth because, yeah. you know, that's how they see the world. Mm-hmm. So it relates, right? Not that my book had anything to do with texting, but no, at the but... very least, it, it's nice to have some sort of... I do have that in Sudden Death. <laughs> sudden Death. Sudden Which is consequently... Mm. A death. Oh my, is it a There's book? There's an app for that. Okay. There is an app. This sounds like a movie that I know is being written. We made an app for it, so you can actually go online and get the Death Game app Okay. and play the game. This is it a good app? I mean, and we're they, speaking candidly here. They are doing um, an indie film. Is it an iPhone app as well? Or just Android? No, it should be iPhone. Should be iPhone? What's it called? Death Game. Death Game. Okay. Which, Keep talking. If you go onto my Facebook or my website or any of that, I have links. So you can get it quickly. Well, we'll see how quick it is on yeah, the how. Unfortunately, it's so stupid. My phone... It's a 4.4, so I can't get it. Are you sure it's Death Game? 4.4. Yeah. You have an iPhone? No, it's a, an Android. Android 4.4. Oh, okay. I'm like... That's I, I think lollipop, too, isn't it? I'm too out of date, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So I can't get it. Yeah. I, it, some of the some of the brands for the Androids are better at, at letting you update to the newest software for, for longer, but but yeah, that's a it's got to be... A, fairly old phone by yeah. now it's at least like yeah, have you I three years ago played the game that's based uh, no, on no i haven't been able to because i couldn't get it so i'm like okay by like december i'm gonna get a new phone can't it's even just, play your own game right now i got so much going on that i don't care about my phone do you care do you care about the game though i care about the, I care game. about the game i want to play the game it's based on my book that's pretty awesome how who developed the app so i have a very good friend her name is lisa crawford uh, it's a it's a google play store yeah, you should still be able to get it in the other one too, right? Not on my Apple Eye. Uh oh. Not on my. Oh well. It's it's more rigid to like the terms to publish things on the App Store for for iPhone. So a lot of apps just tend to come out. Is on there murder iPhone. in this game? Um no. The from what I saw is that the demon, his name is Bermore. He's the demon of technology. He can come through phones, telephones, your microwave, your TV, cameras. I created this demon. Because I want, like, when she created the I demon. Because <laughs> when you know Dracula was invented or werewolves or you know all of that, it didn't exist, right? Somebody started it. Oh yeah. And hundreds of years later, people are still writing about it. Mm-hmm. So that was my intention with making this demon to he make has... a folklore ubiquitous. Yeah. Kind of like the Slender Man thing that came out of yeah. nowhere. That's yeah, a that's. Bit more I think modern. that's one of the modern examples of something that really caught some kind of cultural response. Yeah. So I think since everybody has technology, the idea of technology being a horrific element is very possible. 
Well, Stephen King did, what, the cell phone? Yeah. I could almost feel like the... Like a Japanese storytelling, like something... I, I don't know. There's, I feel like there's some kind of anime that's probably about that topic, probably. like a demon coming out of technology and just the yeah. symbolism behind it, because I tend to be pretty good with that kind when of When you're stuff. writing, do you write with... It sounds weird to ask it like this. Do you write with no research, or do you come up with an idea and then make sure that you're not just barking up somebody else's tree? Um, I start with no research, and then I research as I go. Okay. Because I did look up. I could not find a demon of technology on the internet. Okay. I made his own website and everything. I did all of that. Um, Is it dot .wixsite com? Of course. She, she and I have a domain name debate. Yes. He laughs at me because I can't afford to pay for. I don't laugh at her. If, if you're, laughs at me, if you're good at what you do, you can make a Wix site work. But you yeah, have but to that, be good at what no, you no, do. no, no. There's nothing wrong with the actual Wix site. Yeah. I had a Wix site. It's the domain that I don't like. Right. I like your website. I just don't like the domain. Because it's free, so yeah, that's it's it. There. It's I a good mean, enough right reason. Right now, it's you know, it's on everything. It's on all of my. It's in all my books. On all my links. It's on my. Drop your phone there. I created it's this. It's on her bag. This cute little bag Ooh. that when someone buys one of my books, they get a free tote bag. You can print those at Beatie's. Yeah. Huh. It says "Be Your Own Hero" and it's got my web page, and then on this side is a poem that I wrote. Do you send that with, with everybody, or just people that buy it in person? You can't send a tote bag over Amazon, can you? No. But if someone, like, some people actually contact me and they want to buy a signed book, so then I'll... Do you charge extra for the signature? No. No, but I have to pay shipping, so they'll have to pay for the shipping. So I'll get the book brought to me, and I'll sign it, and I'll put it in the bag, and I'll give them oh, the bookmark. Oh, that one's already signed. I have a bookmark. Oh. This is that one. Never mind. And it, I don't again, need any signatures. So... Is that cat? Is that cat one the one that Tila did? Yeah. Okay, she did a promotional cat, bit yeah. for that. Yeah, okay. Cataclysm. Remember, so, and that was at a chapters, right? Yeah, I did okay. this one at chapters. This was actually my very first book that I self published. Okay. It took me twenty five years to write. So That's a lot I, of time. I was like you, where I just, I mean, I would go in, I'd write a chapter, I'd walk away for three years, right? Yeah, that's the way that it's that's, worked for yeah. me. So, what is your experience? Are you are you still in? contact with chapters is there an nda can we talk i actually took all my books out of chapters um because i was a little bit upset with them because if you go into chapters try and find an indie book well try and find a local writer's book did they hide them they do probably because with respect they probably don't sell as much they when i took my books out she told me that i had the best signing of any of course that was there so that was pretty awesome and then I, I left them 10 books and I sold seven. So how is that not good sales? That's good sales. Well, I guess percentage-wise, yeah, they cleared most of the inventory. Yeah, but you have hmm. to go like into the main doors and then turn left and then turn left and then turn a sharp left. It's like this little tiny shelf that no one can find, not even the employees. And it's all just independent writers in one place? Yeah. They should, you'd think that they'd be inter- interspersed with the they other books. They should be as soon as you walk in the front door. At the very local least, artists. it should be local if, artists. If you're going to do local, maybe put that at the front. But because I think if you're in, like, if you're self-publishing, I think it should just be interspersed with everything else for the yeah. most part. Well, wherever. that's what I did. I took my book and I stuck it. Because <laughs> alphabetically, because it's horror, I'm between Joe Hill and Stephen King. Huh. And I mean, you have the code for them to, you know, sell your book anyways, so. Yeah. So I stuck it there and took some pictures. Well, it's kind of funny. Whatever her name is, Tila. Tila took pictures for me. Yeah. yeah did so you? That was really cool. 
did you sign the ones that were going in chapters? I know J.K. Rowling when she first published, she was she was so excited to go see her books on her shelf, and she was always saying, "I've always wanted to sign one, but a lot she of didn't times, a lot of times, I didn't have ID, so I didn't want to sign and then oh. not be able to prove who I was." Oh, that'd, that'd be the like first funny books. Trick. The first one, like when they were, yeah, just on the shelf before she became yeah, one of the best like, known authors. I mean, I did a book signing, and I'm nobody. Like, you can get a book signing, right? I don't know if that's a. It, was that as popular of a thing back in like the 1990s to just set up shop in a bookstore and do that? Sure, it was. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, I, I don't know what the story is behind that. I know that they published her book, but I'm not sure they thought it was going to be as well. That's as it was, but that's every book, right? Well, yeah, you, you but can't you predict the success. She got. But you would yeah. you would do a book signing for I mean some, a, a independent artist who has you know a good product but if you're gonna do a book signing for somebody who has signed with your your um, publishing company if you're if you're gonna choose to do a book signing with Stephen King or some unknown author who are you gonna choose probably Stephen King Stephen yeah. King. Mm-hmm. Not comparing J.K. Rowling to Stephen King, but that's probably why oh. she didn't do a book sh- okay, signing. Okay, but you want to yeah. hear a funny story? Not really yes. funny. Nobody's going to laugh. But uh, it is a funny thing happened. Fifteen years ago, my father and I went to St. Catherine's Library for a writing course, and um, the guy Brian—I'm sorry, I can't remember his last name at the moment because I'm getting old. Brian. That happens. Are you still friends with him? Uh, no, he is actually a teacher at Ryerson. Okay. He has his own company where he uh, consults and edits and does all that for writers. And he actually, I just sent him my new book, which costs money. But if he likes you, he will get you published. And when we first met him 15 years ago, he brought in Kelly Armstrong. Okay. You know who she is? You're not so much of a reader, so maybe you don't. You read, I think, you might, you listen to audiobooks, so you might actually... I read in bursts, I would say. Like, I I can probably get through maybe 15 books a year, but they're all usually within the span of, like, two months. Oh, yeah? So I don't know. But it's one of those things where, yeah, I definitely kind of enjoy I think she it. originally started with, like, werewolves, yeah. that kind of thing. The name almost sounds familiar, but I, yeah. I wouldn't be able to put my finger on it. So she's, lo- I want to say local, but she's from somewhere up north. And he had her at this show with him. Not even a show. It was like a course. We were there to learn to write. And you were shell-shocked. No, she was there. She was nobody. Oh. He had just brought her in because he's like, she sent me her book, and I liked it so much that I'm sending it to a publisher, and now she's like, I was going to swear, she's famous. Wow. So You can swear if you want. I know. I'm just trying not to. That's fine. Because I swear way too much. No, it's good. Uh, Except this is a podcast rated for general audiences for once. Yeah. I mean, we have talked about children's books, so we can keep it PG. I'm trying to be good. So anyway, (laughs) so I just sent him my new book, which um, actually my father started writing at that writing course, and he had about 30 pages, and he just, um, it wasn't going out for him. He wasn't, didn't know how to work it out, wasn't going well, and he had it for 15 years sitting in a file. And then when I started publishing, he's like, uh, could you write this for me? And I said, yeah. Hmm. So I wrote a book for my father. So it's concepted by him. It's his idea. But I took like what he was going to do totally different. I like, I'm like, okay, but I have to make it my own because I can't write what you're thinking because I don't know what you're thinking. And uh, it was just freaking amazing. I absolutely love it. And he loved it because I was doing it in Google Documents, uh, Google Drive. 
So you can he see could, the updates. He was reading yeah. while I was typing. Like, literally, I'm typing. I'm like, I text him, are you watching me type? And he's yeah. like, can you tell? I said, yeah, because there's like it a, says two a symbol users. up at the top. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he was probably like, come on. He's like, oh. Write more. <laughs> yeah, write write more. Can you write faster? I'm like, Jesus. I'm like, don't leave it a cliffhanger. No! I sent this book to Brian, and I'm really hoping that it would be kind of cool, you know, if he's like, hey, this is good enough that, you know, I want to recommend you. He might not make it that far, but uh, he's definitely going to tell me what's wrong with it, if it has problems. And it's just kind of cool that it's for my dad, and it's like this huge connection. It's weird. How much does it cost to do? Um, or does it vary book to book? It, it genre goes, to genre? No, it's um, like three cents a word, something like that. It's not bad. I mean... It depends how many words. Depends on I don't, the book. That's a very strange. I have no concept of what that scale would look like. Well, let me three see cents if, a word. How so many words would be in a book? Say fifty thousand words. Fifty thousand words. Okay, right. but that's in context. Short. Okay. I don't know. How many words are in Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire? If Siri answers that without a web page coming up, I'll be kind of. I was just going. That's uh, gonna be like a hundred thousand words or something. Goblet of Fire is a pretty long. Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, one hundred and ninety six hundred and thirty seven thousand words. Okay. At three cents, we'll just round it down to one hundred and ninety thousand. That's still a considerable. Yeah, because I think this one. Six thousand bucks. Yeah. This one is like um, fifty thousand words. I just don't remember. Hmm. Six thousand bucks. Sometimes the weird physics side of me kicks in because I, I did study a little bit of physics in school. I wonder how much ink that is, like in weight, <laughs> right? Because the printer's reeling off all these things, and you could probably just pres- like ascribe a difference in weight between the page, like the page book without text in it, and afterwards. It'd be kind of funny to establish. That'd <laughs> sell, be interesting. Sell books by the. You're the gonna have to get weight. yourself a good scale to do that. Yeah. Well, I, but I, that's why you do it theoretically. You could just figure out how much a container of ink is or whatever and how many of them you go through and there's a way to work around i'm sure i am terrible at math so that's why she writes that's right i sometimes just do equations because i'm bored they just simply it's always the physics stuff that i enjoy because it's like hypothetically if i built a bridge from here to here and i had on a certain slant or whatever and just figure out like the the angles involved in weird stuff actually there's more more applicable stuff than that because we do some drone photography and it's kind of nice you can t- determine the angle of view, like looking straight down, of like how much surface area can you cover? I, right. Like I took a picture at this height, how much lo- like area am I looking at, or, or things like that? But that's. Eh. I would be terrible at that, because that was actually one of my worries with my dad's book. Is one of the characters is a mathematician. And you needed to be able to and describe that. Yeah, I needed to do that, and, but I mean, I just kept it very general. That like she would use um, her math to figure out trajectories from this distance to that distance and um you know how far the bullet's gonna fly things like that i mean yeah you probably have to outsource a lot of that stuff if you if you could find an export expert to help you but when you were in school was it did you really lean heavily towards like english and literature and things like that at the time yeah Hmm. yeah it's something i've wanted to do since i was a child and it was mostly those subjects you like you didn't really have anything else you you lean towards at the time? Yeah, no. I've always just wanted to write. And I mean, I read anything I could get my hands on. My first Stephen King book, I was 12. Really? Yeah, because I needed bigger books. Like, the books for 12-year-olds just weren't enough. No. Yeah, I, 
I guess some of the, because I, I did enjoy a little bit. I think horror was probably the first thing that I got into. But when I was a kid, it was the Goosebump books that were yeah. really taking Goosebumps off. That's a good entry into like children's horror. Right? But I, I did yeah. find them a little underwhelming, too, when I was reading. Probably around that age-ish. Yeah, because those are very geared to young, I would they say. They are. Like and, eight, nine, maybe ten. And I didn't even know anything about Stephen King until I was probably yeah. like 16 or 17 yeah. years old. So I didn't touch those. Yeah, I mean, I was just hungry, right? Like, mm-hmm. give me something, give me more. So I would just go to the library and read whatever. I, Going back to Harry Potter, I think that was probably the book that got me into reading just larger format books with these really complex and interesting stories, you know, and then comes becomes part of a series at that point. But Yeah, she was Harry. so good at, like, inventing mm-hmm. just amazing things that no one's ever heard of before. That was really cool. So to get lost yeah. in the Harry Potter universe, yeah. it's just weird... Yeah, she yeah. did a really great job of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be able to invent a sport. That's always the thing that's really interesting to me. Uh, just to... Because there's the... In books, you still have to do... You still have to somewhat follow the whole idea that you don't want a ton of exposition. So you have to establish it as as simply and realistically as possible and even in a conversation plus it worked out very well that harry potter was being introduced to everything so you could be introduced to everything as well yes it's convenient that's this really interesting it's especially well executed in a lot of video games but just like the lore and the the things involved if you have like this one intellectual property where like say you write a book and in the book the character is watching tv now you have to write something about this character you know what they saw on tv and you have to like script a tv show almost and it's this weird thing that video games even have i know you played the grand theft auto games you just sit down and listen to like the radio stations or stuff like that in the game like there's so much intricacy and so much in the world that you can get involved with and books it's it's a bit more linear than that but you can still feel the world that people exist in i think um a good example of a writer that can do that quite well i think of george orwell's 1984 that you can really get a feel for like what the technology was like and, and all these things around him, and sort of building up the, the world like. Hmm, I don't know, just the media that they consume and all that. There's like so much layers to it. Yeah, that's cool. Michael Crichton did a really good job of that too. Like a good sci-fi writer. I'm not a giant sci-fi person, but I would say a lot of the science fiction people do that. Well, Game of Thrones. What's his name? George R. R. Martin. Like that's holy crap. Like, have you read them or watched the thing, the show? I that's one of the one of the few things that's really popular right now that I've just entirely stayed away from because I, I do tend to be a completionist. So if I don't think I have time to finish all the books like right soon, I won't start them, and I haven't started them yet. I've actually, I think I down, downloaded one of the audiobooks onto my Audible or yeah, something it's a, it's a lot, or it's wherever. A lot it was. of people, a lot of locations. Yeah. I just don't know how he keeps track of all that. That's why you take so long to write. Yeah. Yeah. For yeah. me, I don't have time to read the books. One day I might. As for I the, haven't even read those ones yet. As for the TV show, everybody always says, oh, you should watch the TV show. And I did. I watched the first season. And I'm like, you know what? It's pretty good. I like it. But I also pay way too much attention to the behind the scenes. And I know that they have issues. I'm like, I'm going to put a pause. Because last time I invested a ton of time into a TV show, Lost... They screwed me. <laughs> the yes, the ending of it. The was ending. It's like it wasn't okay, worth yeah, it. Lost is different because Lost was written for TV. Yeah. Game of Thrones is an after. Doesn't mean they still can't drop the ball. No, but I mean, 
You gotta watch it. Isn't a lot of the Game of Thrones stuff written for TV because they didn't have books to go off of yet? Well, now they're in totally new territory. Yes. No, well, it is. If you read the books, it is. Because the book, there's so much in the book that they can't put it all into the TV show. Yeah, but they... So they kind of chop it up. Okay. But it's not It's not like Lost. It's not disappointing. Well, I, I know that. But they... The first seasons were based on the books, but right now they're going off into kind of new territory because they don't know what's going to happen next and they can't just stand and wait. Mm -hmm. There's too much money riding on... Yeah, six years or something. the, ...the TV show, so they're doing their own thing. And then once that happens, not that I don't trust HBO or anything like that, but I'm just going to... I'm wait, just going to wait. Wait till it's finished. And then if people are like, oh, it's awesome, then sure. I People say it's not the destination, it's the journey. Yeah. I would beg to differ. I don't... Wow, the TV show is different. I don't really care that much about the way TV shows... Are. Like, I never, I've never really been that upset about some, the way something's ended. We talked about Breaking Bad a couple times, and that was one of the shows that I did follow as it was oh, coming out and being released. And it, Do you watch Better Call Saul? Yes. I got. I got to get into Are that. You watching I, it currently. Yes. Me too. Season four, episode two. Yeah. Well, episode three tomorrow. Tomorrow. Okay. I don't. I don't even know what day. It's. It is. They're getting so close. So meeting up know, with the timeline. That's yeah. That's what I'm wondering. Like, what's going to happen? How is that going to transition? I think what they're going to again behind the scenes stuff. I think if they they want to go artistic breaking bad had 62 episodes they were going to try to end better call saul after 62 episodes i thought eventually they were going to end better call saul with walter white coming into saul's office for the first time mm -hmm. but they're getting too close for that that's it do you think they can still stretch it out before and they get there there's a he doesn't even have his shot oh i know yet. but spoiler alert uh in the every every new season better call saul opens with a stinger where you actually get to see Saul post Breaking Bad working as a Cinnabon owner in Omaha, like he said. Yeah. And normally his life's pretty boring, but at the end of the last season, it appeared as though he had a heart attack or something. And you actually see the follow-up to that where he didn't have a heart attack, but he's at the hospital and he has to give his... Uh, yeah, he gave his driver's license. Gave his driver's license and he's feeling nervous because... Yeah. He's lying, he gets into a cab, and the cab driver's staring at him, and Saul's looking around, and the guy has a uh, New Mexico uh, um, thing on, on his uh, rearview mirror. So Saul starts to panic, and it's the first he's time ever... He's probably seen the billboards and whatever yeah, advertisements. It's the first time ever where you thought, this is after the end of Breaking Bad, but what if it's not? It's after Saul leaves... What if Walter White's still alive in that? Because if Walter White's still alive, everybody is still wanted. And if everybody's still wanted, so is Saul. So there's a possibility that it could really well, With be... the span of episodes that they do want to put out, you'd think it, it would go long past the end of... Well, they're already Breaking on Bad. season four, yeah. which means that by the end of this one, they'll be at 40 episodes yeah that's still quite a long time that's to still film. well yeah we still have so you get a bit of a, like a prequel and a you get a prequel sequel. and a sequel so it's a very neat way of doing things and this the prequel part is riveting it's one of the only prequels where i actually feel nervous because they introduce characters logically to actually give some weight because you know saul's not gonna die no you know mike's not gonna die until he does but yeah and you know <laughs> until he does <laughs> and tuco's in the show a little bit you know tuco's not gonna die until he does yeah yeah and you know then, how he dies, yeah. And then villains, 
you you know what happens to Gus Fring, but doesn't make him a any less terrifying here because it's before his his demise. Yeah, I like I like watching them now, like Salamanca before he has his stroke and all that. Like it's really cool. Hmm. I like it. They did an excellent job of so, that show. So it it'll be interesting once it's all said and done to watch hmm. Better Call Saul, and then you're spilling. Did you spill on your book? I spilled on my book. Uh, and then watch it into Breaking Bad. The only flaw, and we talked about this yesterday, actually, is the girl that plays Mike's granddaughter in Better Call Saul is so much older. That's what I said. I don't than know. Is, I'm like, why is she so old? Wasn't she a little girl? Yeah, in, in Breaking but that Bad? is purely because... Is it the same little... The same no, actress? No, not the same actress. It's no. just because she's an older actress, they can shoot with her for longer. Any any TV show that has yeah, a little kid has issues. issues. Yeah. So she ha- she doesn't have as much to do with the plot in this. Not that she had a ton to do in the plot. So kind of an emotional checkup. Yeah, that's for... really the whole part of either one of them that I don't like is that family with Mike. It's like, okay, these people are boring. Make them go away. Yeah. But you see why he's doing what he's doing. But we already it, knew that. Yeah. I, I, I don't really remember too much about it, but it did, I do feel like it was some kind of emotional balance for Mike and just like a reality check for him to have this little yeah, girl. Yeah, it kind of kept him grounded, I guess, yeah. from not like going off and just being a crazy-ass killer or whatever. An old James Bond. Mm-hmm. No, it, it's a very neat show. It is very it's riveting. It starts slow. It's a very slow burn. So you haven't started Better Call Saul? No, no. but I will as soon as I can commit enough time to do that. Probably. And Ozark. Yeah. So many shows. The, what the the other one? It's about people got like a chip at the back of their neck or something, and they're if they, they their shell can die and they and they can be regenerated into something else. Whatever. I, my roommate showed me another show on Netflix. Oh, and I, I'm sure somebody can tell us what it is if anybody knows what it is. But no, it's, there's way too much to watch out there, and we're not helping. I, I think it is a Netflix exclusive, but it's okay. A, so that's good. A pretty good one. But there's. There's Way too much to watch out there, yeah. including our stuff. Yeah. We have over 30 hours of content. Well, and that's what I'm saying, like, with the, the podcast. It's like, who's got that kind of time? Because I need to go home from work and write for three or four hours and then maybe watch one episode of a show I'm watching and go to bed. It, it takes a different... I, I At this point in my life, I don't really have time either. I wouldn't, I wouldn't devote so much time to a podcast. It's always been a thing that I could put on casually. Like, if I went to the gym, listen to a podcast or something like that. I don't really go to the gym anymore, so that doesn't help. I just go to work. and But but when I was a university student, I had lots of time. I listened to lots of podcasts. I would be able to do that while working. Just because, I don't know, I guess university work isn't that mind. <laughs> eh, it, it doesn't take up all of your attention looking back. Yeah. And when I was doing baby photos, I would listen while I was driving. Yeah. So now that I'm not driving as much, I'm not listening as much. Uh, when I'm editing photos, I can listen. When I'm editing video, I can't. But I'm admit. looking forward to having weddings to edit, anyways, because we're. I've pretty much. I, I have a wedding to edit now, but, but we're gonna start really hitting a lot of uh, wedding yeah, photography with season. Some hard deadlines, so. No, but I'm gonna hopefully end up being driving a little bit more, so I'll be able yeah. to boost my audio book and podcast. It's almost. Well, I, book clubs still exist. It almost like have you ever been a member of something where you just have to read a book every week or whatever for the entire year, or, or did some kind of challenge? Sounds like, like you that? should be a part of a club that you have to write a book every week. That be should be yeah. Wow. Well, uh, I actually just joined um, a site because they'll promote your work 
if you agree to read it's like three books in six months or something I'm like well oh, that's easy I can do that standing in my head I can read a book in an hour mm-hmm. or two hours or however long you it get is. headaches too easily to stand on your head and I read a book read a hundred pages an hour so however long the book is that's how many hours I can read it in <laughs> so yeah so I joined that so there's that one but other than that I don't because I better read for a lot of people which is you know someone like Jesse just wrote something and they're like can you read and give me some feedback I do that for a lot of people because a lot of people do that for me so yeah it's almost like the community that I, I've seen inside like in the universities where it's just all this peer-reviewed literature where all the professors yeah. they're sort of obligated to read each other's stuff whether they want to or not and then they get their stuff read which is nice but but yeah I guess it's a little yeah, it's nice that the author's community at least is, is it mostly just local authors or you read stuff from no, people it's worldwide worldwide yeah. yeah that's the great thing about the internet these days because before you were just in the dark and you had no resources for anything right now you just go online and you get on facebook and you join groups and you chat to people hmm. like i said i read their books they read my books i found editors i found artists it's just you just do everything cover the covers yeah that's a pretty neat looking cover yeah I really so all these different covers are mostly different artists at this point because um, you just got the one guy that does your children's books but there was one when we were talking about world building that I wanted to bring up but I can't remember what book it was but you actually also had an artist do a map of the town is it for oh yeah okay there's a map of the town in Cataclysm which is a friend of mine who did that not going to see it very well on the... Do you have it? I can put it we up can on the screen it. now. Bear Lake. That's an interesting rendition. It's it's more of an artsy looking thing than it is like an yeah. actual But it's really just geographical location. I did make up the town and like something will happen downtown and something will happen at the lake. So this way I had drawn... Drone? I'm a writer. I, I have a drone. <laughs> I had drawn it when I was writing so that I would make sure I was sending the people in the right direction. Mm-hmm. So then I was like, well, why not include it? And then people are like, oh, where's, you know. You're also down. holding yourself into a to a higher standard because once you do that, you can't have somebody appear where they shouldn't be. That's not feasible. Well, exactly. But that's why I had the map because it had to make sense. Right? Gives you some limitations, I guess, to write within and keep yeah. things. I suppose I've never so, written track. But I also make, so I made that cover myself. So there's stuff you can do for free. Oh, I know. I never yeah. said you can't do it for no, free. No, I'm just saying because some people don't know, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I made this cover myself. This was my poetry, which I don't expect anyone to buy because it has color pictures in it, so it's crazy expensive. Where is that door? Do you say, where is the door? Yeah. If you made it yourself, did you take the picture of the door? No, there's um, oh, okay. places online that you can get royalty-free royalty photos okay. that you can use. Fair enough. Can I, I was excited you? to hear if there was a door somewhere I could find that you took a picture of because it's a cool-looking door. Actually, if you're gonna if you're going to recite one, recite this one. <laughs> There, you're looking for a specific something to read. Well, I thought since she's afraid nobody's gonna buy one, what better way to? Why would I be? Afraid? Oh, that one. Oh, geez. The Sumerians. Which, which book is this? So this is this one was done by an Sumerians. artist. She actually drew that. Okay. And she drew my new one, which I just finished writing two days ago. <laughs> the end. And she already I do the cover. It's called the end. No, I typed the end the other oh. day. Oh. <laughs> it's called Wife and Death. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you can read that? Yeah, sure. Read in your dark voice. 
You, uh, I, you show that off at BDs a lot, don't you? It's, they like it. Your narrating voice. It's the only reason we like them. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Better keep it up or I'm they're not going to keep you around. Okay, go. I'm okay. <laughs> what is it? The Sumerian. Sumerian. The Sumerian. When the clock strikes midnight and the clouds blanket the moonlight, Sumerian shadows shift from their ethereal rift waiting in the wings with the patience of all dead things there's no period seeking the light of living souls angst and neurosis their deepest goals aching to be free of the tenebrous veils only the strongest hearts shall prevail don't let the Sumerian shadows in for if you do chances are they will win yeah. Ooh, I got goosebumps. Is uh, any more of the book that, like, poetic? No. No? Okay. <laughs> it was nice to listen to, anyways. Yeah, I just, I don't know why. When I was ready, like, the book was already written, and I was like, I think I'm going to write a poem for this. Yeah. And I did, yeah. It's chapter two. Billy and Madison. Any inspiration Billy to Madison. those names? <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> like... Not even subtle. <laughs> Do you know what? Because the oh, the very beginning of it was a short story that I wrote, like in 2016, and then people were like, "Oh my God, this short story is amazing! It should be a novel." So I made the short story the prologue that happened like 10 years before the novel. So in in the one of the chapters, and I couldn't tell you which chapter now, one of the characters does make fun of their names, Billy Madison. Okay, yes. so that makes sense. Yeah. Hey, sexy, Jackie whistled. I, I would oh, love... yeah, this is the one that has um, one of my fellow co-workers, Jackie. Jackie, you're going to have to watch this now because you're in the book and we just talked about you. There you go, you got another viewer. Uh, por favor. But yeah, there's a, she speaks Spanish in here, so I have Spanish. Ooh. So for something like Internet. that, did you have somebody properly trans... No, you didn't. I did. You, you, no, you I did. did. I did, because I was... I would Google as I went along. I'd be like, hey, she's going to say a sentence. I would Google the sentence, how to say it in Spanish, and then put it in. And then I got Jackie, who speaks Spanish and reads right <laughs> Spanish, to read it and fix my Spanish for me. Because you, you can't just Google Spanish and put it no. in a book and it be accurate. It would have cultural references and things that would not make any yeah. sense yeah. in Spanish. I know, and I, so she did that for me. She made That's it. That's good. She made it good for me. And I think we talked about this before. Are your books only available in English, or do you have translated... Um, actually, you can order them. Like, if you go on Amazon Japan, you can order it in Japanese. Who does the translation? They, Amazon must. And do you pay a fee for them to do the translation? No. So they just, so it's only the ebooks that get the translation? They can't yes. buy a physical? So it's just an algorithm that's going to translate it automatically. I don't know how yeah, good that would be. Oh my god, you know what we should do? Try to get somebody that speaks another language, read one of the books, and We should buy one. Yeah. We should get you, we should get you back buy one buy a spanish one and get jackie on jackie to try to review it. how bad the amazon spanish translation the automatic translate yeah, because yeah. i'd imagine there's definitely difficulties with yeah. that i'm sure there is but it's pretty ballsy on them to be like yeah we'll sell it to you we'll sell it to you translated they have to be they have to be confident in their people product. must yeah. like a japanese person can read it and be like this is terrible like i don't <laughs> understand what's going on like <laughs> even words like Cataclysm spelled like that isn't. You can't. I think some English words don't translate. Though. No, like it certain puns and certain yeah. things don't. 
make sense. Yeah, some of it wouldn't. But I and also have cultural references wouldn't make sense yeah. either sometimes. No. I have two of my books in audio as well, and they're through Amazon. So if you click on the book on Amazon, oh, it actually gives you three options. You have your ebook, your paperback, or your audio. The audio book is something that I wanted to get into. Who narrates narrating. them? As uh, actors. Okay. Yeah. Through Amazon though, through right? Amazon. Or through Audible. Through Audible. They do a lot of stuff. Yeah, you just upload your book and then people actually audition. Um, you have two ways because you do have to pay for it. Yes. You can either pay by fifty dollars an hour is the lowest you're allowed to offer uh, per reading hour of the actual book. So it could take them twenty hours, but if it only takes like three to to listen to the book, then that's all you pay for. Um, or you can do a fifty-fifty hmm. split on royalties for life. I guess it really depends on how ambitious you are and how well you think it's going to sell as to what's the better yeah, better exactly. offer at that point. Well, and that's what I said. Do you get to choose the terms? or do yeah. the, So you get to choose the terms. So that's good because that at least yeah. way you'd be well, able to... Well, because if you post it, it's posted there. And then when narrators go on, they can be like, okay, well, I'm not going to read your book for 50 bucks an hour. So it's up to them as well. Usually it's people starting out. Mm-hmm. And there's more expensive people that yeah. sound better and have some yeah. credibility, you right? Samuel Jackson. It's going to cost you, you know. 50 Can you get him on there? I. Why would I want with, I don't with enough want. money? You can do anything. That's I, true. Yeah, yeah, I can exactly. imagine. Yeah. But I wonder if that. I'll have to check it out. I wonder if they have actual celebrities who are because like older oh, celebrities. Of they do. Yeah. You, on Audible. Older, yeah. If you go, to, yeah, Google it. What if you want to get Arnold yeah. Schwarzenegger? Yeah, I'll just blow my life savings because you you think no, about it him. no but you think amazing. about it if you have a book that you think it might say it might be okay i just need to get a reason for people or i need to get people to listen to it and you just blow all your money on the audiobook if you have that budget you can probably get a really good book together that people will read anyways so true so no, I, I thought that was interesting because i'm slowly working the way up to having enough equipment to be able to to narrate an audiobook. Yeah, you could do it. You could make money. You're pretty close. We probably just need like a recording studio with like sound dampened walls, and mm-hmm. that's about it. Got the mix for the mics and yeah. pop filters. And then you'd have to find out what their policies are because, you know, they have certain ways that you're supposed to like pause between chapters and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so it's really cool though. It, it is a very f- continuous experience as far as the formatting goes because listening to one audible book. To another, you really it is the same formatting. The way they take pauses and read chapter titles and things like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I when I was doing the baby photo sales, I bought a bunch of sales audiobooks from Chapters, and they were obviously independently published audiobooks. Yeah, because it sounded like it was recorded in a mm-hmm. tin can. Yeah, you can do that too, actually. But I don't think you can put it on Audible. Maybe you can. If it's up to their standards, possibly, but... Yeah, I mean, it may have changed since then, right? Because if I want, I could read my own book and upload it, but they do have rules that you have to follow, so... And they so have to you, approve it. So if you wanted, you could take even a... Like a... Even this oh. right here. My sudden death one I read on YouTube. Right. I do have that one out there. Which is horrible, but... I think I even have a warning. The dog barks. Because <laughs> I'm a dog. She barked while I was reading. That's one thing you couldn't do if you got published through a publisher is just read your own book at that point because you don't really have the exclusive rights to everything anymore. So it's kind of a nice thing about being yeah. self-published. That is true. You have complete you yeah, have complete ownership everything. over anything. Like the artwork even. Because I did 
get a cover because I don't know why when I start writing a book I get a cover made it's almost like my inspiration inspiration I have a cover so I have to finish the book for the cover and the one that I sent to the um, to Brian I have a cover for already when you sent it to him did you send it like an actual manuscript or did you have it bound and ready it would just be a manuscript right no I just send it as an ebook now an ebook you know, it's so much easier you just technologically savvy I guess the days of mailing transcripts is over. Well, because he has, if you want to mail it to him, it's an additional $25. Oh, well, ebook sounds good. Oh, yeah. Why wouldn't I just send it to you in an ebook? <laughs> oh, that's true. That makes that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, writer's block. Do you Doesn't get it? exist. You don't have I don't writer... believe in writer's block. I believe in, oh, I don't feel like writing today. I'm going to go watch TV. That's not writer's block. Okay. But you don't, you don't. You don't map out your stories, no. so you have to creatively get into a situation where you have to work yourself out of it. Or do you I just... don't think about it. I just write. I just start writing, and it's like watching a movie in my mind, and I'm trying to keep up to the movie that's playing in my mind. And when I get too tired and I need to rest, you know, because I can't write, like, sit there and write for... Well, sometimes I've written, sit, sat for 16 hours, but... It's a lot of cocaine, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah. yeah yeah no and then i just or your what was what was your call it was oh, you've talked about i've told this like six times on the podcast when i was a student i just to give her students, writing inspiration some students use illegal stimulants i've never been oh, one yeah. of those students yeah, but Ritalin or whatever right? yeah but yeah. i did find out somewhat through an accident that acetaminophen the decongestion is a stimulant so and they used it to make meth in Breaking Bad. But anyways, <laughs> I, I had that. I had a bit of coffee. And I sat down into work. And then I realized, wait a minute. Three hours has gone by. Oh, I have about, you know, ten pages I've written. That's good. Where the hell did the time go? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what it's like when I write now. And I don't need anything to go no, with it. No, that, that's pretty oh, it's, good. It's insane. What You said that you're a very quick reader. How fast are you for as a typist? Uh, not as fast as I would like to be. I've never actually timed myself. I don't really pay attention. I just start writing no. and I don't pay You never got like a word per minute count? No. Huh? There's a lot of little websites and stuff that you can go on to track that. If you're going to go work in like a call center job, they always make you sit down and like do the word per minute. It means nothing. Really? If you can type faster than 30 words per minute, you're hired. So, and I think yeah, just I, about anybody I can. No. I don't even know. But I make a lot of mistakes. Years. Yeah. I mean, I would imagine that most people that are sitting at a keyboard all day, even if they don't take the time to get the proper form down i'm probably typing close to 60 to 80 words per minute or something yeah. reasonable like that yeah that's I, I can't remember i know we did it we did it once in college and that was a big thing using our computer time way back in grade school yeah but i had to do that stuff too. i can't remember ever actually being tested on it in high school I think a really quick yeah. typist is like 120. I had to do it in type because I mean, back when I was in school, it was typing class. It was on a typewriter typing, and I had to do it then. But hmm. that's way too long ago. I don't remember. Was that? Uh, this sounds bad, but was that a a general class or was that a women's only class? Because the typing is quite no, often a secretarial. Was, back then, it was general. Okay. Yeah, it was. It was like a mandatory class that everyone had to take. But they knew at that point that computers were coming, right? Because it was the 80s. It's not like I went to school in the 70s. I'm not that old. I never specified <laughs> that, but... No, good. but they were gearing us up because computers were there. They were coming. So, But I also... Um, one thing that I give people heck for, and I just actually wrote a book on how to write 
to write and self-publish. I just finished writing it. I'm just waiting for editing. It's really meta. Is like people like. Why aren't you self-publishing? Fuck that up. Why aren't you self-publishing it? I am. Come on. No. I, I still have to pay for an editor. Yeah. Because my grammar sucks, big time. Hmm. Uh, anyway, but a lot of people will say, "Well, I don't have time to write." In the age of technology, how do you not have time to write? You have your phone. You have your tablet. You're they're with you all the time. What are you guys laughing about? Uh, we know a person that refuses to write because they just won't use like a 20 minute break or, or sometime between something. Well, she also works at a place that makes it incredibly hard to do so. Well, yeah, like if there's a lot. I write on my lunch break. I mean, yeah, I know. And I've learned that, I mean, the other day I was sitting outside because it's summertime. I want to be outside, but I want to utilize my time to write. So I take my tablet, I got a Bluetooth keyboard, and I sit outside and I write. That's what I do. I have my iPad and Bluetooth keyboard at my yeah. bedside, and I'll write a sentence or two before I go to bed or more if yeah. it's not too late. And I've learned how to write. Like my husband's sitting there with company, and they're talking, and the music's playing, and dogs are barking, and I'm... Don't even pay attention. You're a great host, too. Just because you were ignoring everybody. That was a joke. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I do. I totally ignore them. They could be talking to me. I wouldn't even know it. But also, and then the one day, like, I was really into what I was doing, but I had to stop to cook dinner. So I took my phone with me, and I just uh, hit Messenger Record. And I was just did an audio. Yeah. Yeah. And then I just email that to myself, or whatever. Send it to my, it's in my Messenger. Send it to myself in Messenger. Go there, copy, paste, put it in the story. I love technology. You were using straight voice to text in that case? Yeah. Ooh, that that'd be an editing nightmare. I imagine if you did a lot of that, because that it doesn't always come out perfect. Oh no, it never does. No, no. like you have to put in your punctuation properly. Yes. And, uh, so when you're doing that, and... are you are you saying it? Because when I send messages to people when I'm driving and whatnot, and I have to do it verbally, I do be like, "Hey, period, how's it going today?" Question mark. And yada yada yada. That's not even that bad. Is really? when you get into like apostrophes and stuff. No. If you need to like give it a specific I wonder if it does that yeah, and I can't... it's not going to be like chapters and chapters and chapters no, right it's just going to be well, I can imagine somebody maybe with a a disability that could not move oh, arms to write well, could do that well then you have Dragon Naturally Speaking I, which is a program god I haven't heard that name of that program for years we still sell it to disabled people how how old is that program I it swear is, that was it's like the best one it's been hello, around for period I, I remember when I a long time ago when Me? I would look up Voice to text. I always hear about that one. Yeah. I I don't think I, I think it was expensive. So I couldn't it get is it. Expen- it's still very expensive. expensive. Yeah. Because you can actually program it so that if you say period question mark quotations or whatever, hmm. it will accurately put them in. Hmm. But I mean, for myself, I don't need that because I just. Do but your it. phone can do. Your phone should be able to do it. Did you just do that on your? Yeah, phone? and it'll do yeah. apostrophe. That also being said, my phone what does notice. Well, I mean, I do it. No. Messenger. Yeah, I just do it through the. Through the standard dictation on my phone. I don't know where it is right now. That's funny. So do you message your writing person? Like your like who do you who do you send it to? I send it to myself. <coughs> you can send things to yourself on Yeah. Messages. Well you have two separate or do you send it to your self self? I send it to my self self. Oh. See it says Teresa. Well, yeah, I didn't know you can message yourself. I didn't know that either. I've I've just had like a chat where I would dump things. Okay, somebody I, else gets it. Here we go. That's text to speech, but it was worse than this. Hmm. The sun crested the horizon as the car turned from 
the Brerwood back towards town, aiming for Transcenda 1 and back to Van. Where are yo? Hey, E-Baby, you're awake. It me, Uncle Holo. He lifted his eyes to the review mirror. So the child in the back seat, back J seat, could see that she knows him. Uncle, yeah. And where are we going exactly? Last I remember, I was in bed sleeping. So suspicions confirmed it would be an editing nightmare, but... Holo brow knit. The the Sims? (laughs) The voice was still... That his five-year-old niece, but why she spoke was not. He <laughs> stammered a moment. Well, I, A, you see, uh, are you okay, E-baby? In the back, the five-year-old face contorted with nature thoughts. <laughs> I, ha-ave, to, per bad, you need to stop. Teresa, A-M-P-M, to block up and go and to the left go there i'm intrigued i want to read the rest you're getting, of that. you can't even guess what it is from that but see i <laughs> i know and i knew i had to get that like scene out so it helped me it's there it's done i don't have to think about it for like an hour i can finish what i'm doing and then go to my computer and continue right that's fair mm-hmm. it's an interesting way of doing it i have done something similar but i do just voice re- uh, voice recording and then I'll just type it out later. Well, I mean, I'm also walking around the kitchen doing stuff. Right? I keep my phone so in my pocket. not always going to hear when I'm... I don't always have to. Yeah, I think it may be... Maybe the recording and typing it out later would probably be what I would prefer if I was to do that. Yeah. Because then at least you get it down, written down properly at the end. And there's less editing and no guessing as, as to what you were saying. Yeah. Hmm. And do you, I think you get both a cotton... I can't remember what it is, but at least in the notes application on my phone when you say stuff and it's doing a voice to text you also get the audio file with it it's in google keep or whatever you probably got really? on your phone yeah that's neat yeah if, if like you go to take a note and you dictate it, it it'll keep give you both. i'll give a point to google for that one that is convenient and neat yeah apple does phone. not yeah. do that sucks. there's probably and you probably could download google app, keep maybe uh, it's not. It's it's my favorite note taking application, anyways. I gotta somehow find how to play your app. I'm surpri- I mean, hopefully it's accepted on the Apple App Store. Yeah, I was gonna say you should check the Apple App Store. I did. I did you right did? here because nothing, nothing on there. Uh, That's yeah. fine. I'll yeah. just have to borrow somebody's Android phone to play it. So I think I don't think I finished telling you that. I know <laughs> that reminds me going all the way back. To That's the great. You asked me. Uh, her name is Lisa Crawford, and she was getting into the acting business, and then she was really intrigued by the directing side of it, so she's decided to move into making her own films, mm-hmm. and um, in the past, for other things, just to make money, because she's an entrepreneur, she made apps, so she, so she had the skills So she, had the, she knew to who to talk to, and to make the app, so oh. she made the app, because she's, she's the one making the film. That I, I think I'd give it a try. We should we should review it later. Well, you have you'd have an Android phone. That I do, play. and I can I can do that then. Because um, do you know what the plot of the app is? Is it a game like? Yeah, So it's the demon is um, 
somewhere in the game and you have to find him. So it's a walking game? Yeah, and then when I, I'm not sure if you're supposed to like, I think you're supposed to do something to him to kill him. And if you don't, he kills you. Sounds like a plot of a game. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, my tagline was death. There's an app for that. And now there literally is an app for that. That's cool. <laughs> Morbid. So it, it's cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, which is funny because I was actually writing. Which book was I writing? I was writing this book, Kept. <laughs> so this is, I ventured into science fiction. I don't know why, but I had an idea that I really was interested in. Um, but it's tough because the people, humans are trapped in Kepler by aliens. The moon? Um, yeah, so, but okay. they, have no, they have no... The light? The planet. They have nothing. Planet, planet Kepler? They have nothing that's Heaven. human. They have like nothing. They've been stripped of everything. They have nothing. So I'm like, how the hell do I write a story where there's nothing to interact with other than people? So it was really, really tough for me. Hmm. Um, and somehow... I just heard something on TV, like, you know, wash your dishes. There's an app for that. Whatever. Like, it was just like, app for that, app for that. And I'm actually getting sick of hearing wash it. Wash your dishes. I'm <laughs> just saying. Okay, I was just like, saying, I want to find that app. For everything, right? Yeah. So I was like, well, death, why can't there be an app for that? And I had the idea, and I wrote that story in 30 days. Somewhere in the world, there's like a funeral services place that's got an app, and, and that's probably their tagline. All of them now. All of them? I wonder. You, it, you can actually watch all the funerals online. Oh, I, I wasn't necessarily thinking live streaming of funerals. But yeah, that's a thing too that's quite... A, like a lot of people do it now. Well, that's but I was mean, thinking like, more yeah, like... A, there's an app for everything. Like an app where you could put in like your headstone arrangements or something. Probably. <laughs> Probably. Well, there's it's funeral. a good tagline. You should, you should trademark that. Yeah, I should. Death, there's an app for that. Funeral home. If you search funeral home, there's... Okay, that's funny. Uh, the funeral home that my father used to manage actually has app. an app. Really? Yeah. It's a reference app. I wonder, current services, past services about us, our staff, I don't think I can book my own funeral, but, I mean, plan my own <laughs> I funeral. Well, <laughs> I wanted, I wanted on this, this date. <laughs> I like. Well, I mean, unless you're planning on a suicide, and then you know you're telling people. Wow, yourself, that went dark. Uh, intervene. No. Oh, I'm a horror writer. And a children's I, writer. And a ch- I don't know why I got into science fiction because I'm not really a fan of reading science fiction. I don't really care. Do you for read it your when... books? We. Well, do I mean, you have to. Probably. I know, but after hundreds. it's done, like when you get it in the mail and it's a cover, do you sit down and you're like, "Oh, I'm accomplished." Well, the, but then you have the inevitability of finding a mistake in like That's the true. first two pages. Yes, because yeah. yes. I well, I have to proof it as well <laughs> when I get the paperback. So, oh my god, do you know how many times I read these things? You get sick of reading them. Mm. Yeah. Do you know how many times I watch wedding videos over and over again? <laughs> yeah, but it's not the same one. Yeah. It well, it's for a while. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, Making sure it's all cut together right. And how many wedding photos he looks through, over and yeah. over again? Luckily, I not too many times. Yeah, because things start to blur and you just well, miss shit, right? Yeah, the, that's why I pay for an editor. The process for editing photos is not bad. I I say that the video is a lot worse because the photos. I, what I do is I just go through them all, get, delete the ones that I don't want outright, and then as I I just go through and I edit them in order, and then I maybe sometimes select a few more that I don't want to include, and that's about it. It's about the process. I only have to look at them a maximum of like two or three times. Mm. Not terrible. But not as bad as reading your own book about a hundred times. Yeah. 
After yeah. at least six, I would say. Yeah. When I go back to the books I'm writing, I have to read through most of them again just to remember where I left off. Because certain oh, plot points too. and yeah. stuff that yeah. I forget. And then I read and I'm like, wait a second, this is good. Uh-huh. There's some good shit here. That's the funny thing about creating something yourself yeah. is looking back, you're like, ah, I see where I was going with that. that and then good. some of the stuff is like, oh yeah, I was drunk in Cuba when I wrote that. That's got to go. <laughs> and then, oh, yeah, I don't want to do this anymore. No. So you try to find a way around it. Like the, I think I told you the Christmas movie that we're writing had somebody, another Beatties person. Beatties is filled with multi-talented, creative people. It's a good place. They're everywhere. You just <laughs> got to talk to people. Um, and he read the Christmas script, and quite a few people read it. We did a read-through. We had our own changes, and sat down, and we talked. He's like, okay, so you kind of kind of open it like it's a, a school-type movie, like a Christmas movie, kind of like school romance. Yeah, and college, they, right? Pardon? Like college. Yeah. yeah. And then they go to school for one day. And then that's it. And you, there's no other scenes in school. He's like, so what if you just got rid of school altogether? Like, that's a ballsy suggestion. And I'm currently working on a draft that no longer has the school. That changes so much, in it my opinion. It changes a lot. But there's ways around it. Because he didn't just say, get rid of the school. Goodbye. We actually talked through it. Okay. And some of it makes sense. I want to read that draft. I'm working on it. I'm on, like, page... Because the, the beginning has changed a lot. Does Tila know about this? He, she knows that there's big changes, yeah. Okay. But it's not like I've deleted the other one. No. I still like the other one, too. But he makes a good point. It wasn't bad, but come to think of it, yeah. They, why did they in college? It, it didn't really <laughs> matter. So this... <laughs> I mean, it got a reason for the character to move. The story's a little college. bit more streamlined. It takes a very cliched approach at the beginning, but it's actually just a miss... Uh, like a... It's a misguide uh, miss so when are you planning on completing that the the script put a hard date on it i can't challenge yourself um well you should i mean it makes it okay so i t- i was it gives you a goal right i was driving my nephew somewhere last christmas and i was telling him because he really likes santa a lot and i told him i was writing a christmas movie and he's young so he doesn't know that this doesn't always equate right away to being a DVD on a shelf. Mm-hmm. So I said, I'm writing a movie, a Christmas movie. And he's like, when does it come out? So I, I got to kind of explain it. And I said, probably when you're, you know, 30? 13, 14. He's seven now. So I'd like to. It's a good it's a wide breadth. It is a wide amount of time, but it all depends on how you do it. You don't like the aspect of planning that I do. When I started writing it, I wanted to sell it. Now I think it'd be something fun to do. And if I'm going to do it and you're going to do it right, there needs to be a proper funding channel. You need to find a way to either do it with a with a small budget or find a way to make some money for it. So there's, there's ways to take time. I'm not just going to grab a camera and do something. That's how I do things. It's a two, two different approaches. No, it's a, it's a different strategy. And that's why talking is kind of neat because I respect, I just can't do it. Yeah. I can't, I mean, it was annoying to have a script that was seven drafts in and then somebody's like, change this and it, oh, back to draft one. It's a lot of, yeah. even though the way that the, the writing works, a lot of the scenes still exist. It's just, they have to be retrofitted slightly to fit in. 
so we didn't we didn't just restart we just tried to make a new cohesive story yeah because mm-hmm. if you don't have them in school a lot you're really just changing some of the locations yeah. right and some of the interactions so yeah it's a neat way of doing things yeah because i was thinking of writing a movie but i just i hate script writing <laughs> i love it i i like both but script writing script writing is just different because i even though that when i write books i still try to picture them as a movie when i'm writing a script it is a movie there's there's no way of doing it there's no other way of doing it you don't write a script to write a book you write a script no. to turn it into a movie but that's what i mean it's weird because when i'm writing it's like watching a movie in my head but to write a script because you have to put somebody said this and somebody said so that. you're afraid of the formatting formatting the, you're you're there are you get taken out of she's i have written scripts Okay, but there are applications and stuff that make it much easier to follow the formatting, yeah. almost automatic. So She did, didn't you do that one script in Microsoft Word? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That would so be she terrible. reformatted that everything would be freaking <laughs> terrible. Microsoft Word. I would not want to do that. I wouldn't either. We had to, we didn't have cell text or anything like that in college, but we did have to learn how to properly format scripts, even though... There's, there's ways of doing it. So he said, yeah, you're going to learn how to do it. And then if you want to write your scripts on whatever software you have, that's fine. It's not hard to learn. It's hard to, it's hard to remember when you're in that creative mindset. And then you're like, oh, yeah, I have to put a transition. You can't just hit period, go space, space, and continue. Uh, transition, it's a hard cut to the next scene or it's a fade or whatever. Yeah. I heard a radio conversation debating the other day of if – period space space is the proper weight instead of just having one space after a period oh I'm yeah in, no I'm that's enter, old enter. school yeah. because it was something setting. to do with t- yes where now everything's computerized and the computer automatically gives you the correct space for printing yes so you're not supposed to do it anymore and some old school people still do do it and then they and get, get extra space they get yeah when yeah. they do ebooks and stuff it's all messed up and people actually have huge arguments on Facebook about it. Yeah, no, I, I kind of, I figured there was some kind of controversy about it after hearing about it on the radio. Because yeah. it's something I had never thought about. And me, I'm like, I never even heard of that. And I grew up in the 80s. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, yeah, you would have had to. I'm like, oh, I don't know. I was in BC. Is it different there? I don't know. <laughs> I never heard of that. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. And it makes sense. There's certain ways of doing things years ago that you just don't have to That's do it anymore. It doesn't make yeah. sense anymore, no. That being said, good old BD's still selling typewriter uh, ribbon, and you still get the bunch of people coming in looking for typewriter rib- tight, tight, type typewriter ribbon. So that means there's still a small percentage of people out there that are still yeah, typing on typewriter. Five of them, because oh my god, they might not exist anymore. Hipsters. <laughs> no. I, there's never, there's not been a young person that come in. The neat oh, thing about it be, is, there's got to be hips, bearded hipsters on typewriters writing their novels in Starbucks, yeah. and, and they bring their typewriter to Starbucks. Yes, yes actually, is. typewriters in general are coming back, so it makes sense. That's that, one thing I don't think should come. Yeah, back. but that's. Yeah, but have you seen the new one? It's like it's a typewriter, and it automatically goes to your computer. This is this is a dumb it's nostalgia pointless. trip. I don't. Yeah. I can't get behind that. And I, I shoot like on the record player. Come on. Yeah, but, no, but the record player. No, no, but I can appreciate that. It's got a unique aesthetic and sound to it and everything. And it it and serves a function. You're using something that is from the time period. You have okay, a type. Do you not? Is there not a bazillion record players out there still? They gotta make new ones. No, you don't. I I buy probably an old one. Get a good deal on eBay or something. Exactly. But I, and I shoot old film cameras and I I can appreciate old things. 
a typewriter, a mechanical device is just a transition into what we have now. That just you could cut it out. It wasn't efficient enough. You have to spend a lot of money to keep it going. It's gonna break, and then nobody's gonna know how to fix it. Like it's just it's not worth the hassle. I don't Tom think. Hanks loves his typewriters. Well, this, he's a big he's typewriter probably collector. a very eccentric guy. Yes. So. He responds oh, collecting them. That, that That's fine. Collecting them makes sense. I don't think yeah. using he, them... No, he responds to all of his fan letters on different typewriters. You know what? That's a... There is certain use case scenarios that make more sense. If he can still get ink for them Because you can... You, I think if anybody could get ribbon and ink, probably it'd him. be Tom Hanks. But, yeah. but that makes sense because you could write out a page and just send it. Like, you're good to go. It's not like you're writing in a book yeah, where no, you're just... just like, oh my god. It's like, oh, better write the fourth draft. <laughs> <laughs> No, that that would be terrible. Yeah, that was another reason that I didn't really start writing a long time ago is because I'm You're lazy. clearly lazy and impatient. <laughs> I am. I'm lazy and I'm impatient. Like I'm done. You're I'm, a you're a, not a multiple draft person, next. are you? No. Hmm. No, I write it from beginning to end and hope nothing really major has to change because <laughs> I don't want to redo it. Ooh. It's a very I, different I, way. I of couldn't writing. do that. I, I couldn't. can't do it either. My thesis project, which is only like 70 pages long, was rewritten probably about 70 times. That's different, though. That's that's important to your grade and final. A book, I think, it, I'd put as much care into it, I would imagine. You've got to, I don't know, I just reread yeah, it, it all over and over. personally, right, on what you're... Most of the stuff that changed wasn't, it wasn't the results of the experiment. It was how I described it. Right. Yeah, so it was yeah. a lot of just writing skills at that point. So when you were writing your thesis, did it have to be 70 pages or was there... No, there wasn't. There isn't really a limit. Like you'd think it usually is going to land somewhere between 50 and 100, but, but that's... It managed to be quite in the middle, but... And that's... It's a lot of... It's not like the written components that much. as like probably six pages of that as references to articles and, and things. There's a lot of... And there's a lot of formatting, like a title page and there's a certain, you know, certain number of pages with an abstract and whatever, all that stuff to it, but... But yeah, just pure writing, probably 40-something pages of it. It's double-spaced. I write, like, uh, essay writing in college. Some of it was okay. I was lucky enough that I had I got to skip the first semester writing course. So I had to do a test. You got to skip it? Yeah, we had to do it the first week, first day. Uh, we had to do kind of like an aptitude test almost. Mm -hmm. uh, if we were up to the college English writing standards, we didn't have to take the first semester. I wish I was granted that ability. <laughs> I did really well in English in school. That was I one of, one of my didn't do courses. as well in English as I thought. And then when I took the test, so like pick a topic, write this essay, has to follow this whatever format. I did it. I passed. They're like, we'll see you in January. I'm like, what? Nice. It's pretty good. So that was nice. I was, I, I always thought they almost gave things like they would tell you to write an essay, and it's like we're reading Shakespeare's Macbeth or, or whatever, and then they're like, okay, you got to present you know this these themes. It I don't know. It just seems so easy. Like I just read the thing. I know exactly what you want me to write. You could hand it in, get like a ninety-five, and be done with it. Themes and whatnot for whatever reason for me it took a long time to grasp even though i was still writing in high school uh come grade nine when we first started to hit shakespeare and whatnot it took a while to understand thematic elements in writing like uh with romeo and juliet or lord of the flies lord of the flies i absolutely still cannot get through i don't I mind it i can't a lot of people hated it but i hated it yeah. i don't i don't mind it but the the 
the story the the story itself is interesting i can't get through the, the reading it and the audiobook the teacher gave me it's like an audiobook from the 80s Ooh. so he was like and then piggy said oh boy <laughs> It's not good. It's uh, that book is almost entirely just on themes and alluding to things that are going on in the real world. And oh, like yeah. This guy's opi- opinion of what children are like should they be left un unregulated. No and then somebody was like, "Oh, we're gonna modernize it." And they made a made-for-TV movie based on Lord of the Flies, and right off the bat, you knew that nobody understood the themes because it was co-ed. Whole idea is all—it's all—it's a male-based yeah, it's type to be thing. Boys. Once you add women, the entire story arc changes because now there's, now there's sex appeal in this. Uh, it wasn't very good. How old were the children know. in the Lord of the they Flies? They were young because they, were, like they 11, were eleven, yeah, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, yeah, like so kind of that old, age. I can't remember. In this movie, they were like sixteen, teenagers. seventeen, eighteen. Because it's probably easier to film very with teenagers. Yeah, that's and, a really weird adaptation. It, it, it is. Now, it, I think it'd be hard to film the original, like, word for word kind of. I, I don't of think flies. you'd be able to adapt it into a modern. Uh, it being a period piece, maybe you might be able to get away with like, maybe an Oscar bait type thing. But to release it as a general movie, no, no it wouldn't work. Probably it wouldn't. Um. Yeah, the that There's movie. That... We also we mentioned Shakespeare before. All I think all modern adaptations of Shakespeare, like if they try to set it in the modern day world, they've all dirt so bad. Except we, for the Lion King, forced to watch some of them. No, but that's changing it enough that I think it, it's going on the same themes as that. But it's not like. So what are you saying? Like the the Romeo I've and seen Juliet the, yes. with Leonardo DiCaprio? That is yes, disgusting. that is by all counts horrible. That is, Have you oh, seen it? So no, bad. I don't watch that kind of crap. Oh, oh so. Interesting concept. They take the original Shakespearean dialogue and modernize it. So instead of a sword fight, it's a gunfight, but they're still talking. Uh, when they're like, I bite my thumb at you, they're just giving the finger instead of. Yeah. Iambic pentameter doesn't work in modern no. day conversation. So, an interesting experiment, I guess, but. Well, they've done that a lot. I can't even remember what the one was if it was Macbeth it was flipping weird it was like an alternative <laughs> yeah kind of movie it was weird I mean the chick is there in the swamp with like they cut off her hands and she had sticks in her hands and it was, I was like what the hell am I Whoa. watching <laughs> it was really weird it does sound strange. a lot of that it almost lends itself more to being animated because I mean there's a lot of like hallucinations and stuff in Macbeth that would look kind of cool if you could get in someone's mind uh, but but no, I don't know. I, I feel I like... I think it's been done to death. And I feel like Macbeth and Romeo and Juliet, the work in school, they are obviously classic works of literature, but the best place to see anything like that... Theater. Theater. Yeah. I'd kill to go see Twelfth Night. Twelfth <laughs> Night's my favorite... Tw- okay, well, Twelfth Night is a classic Shakespearean I did retell the two C's by Dick, Dick, Dick. Dixon? What's on your mind? Dixon who? What is his name? Oh my god. I'm getting tired. <laughs> well. Charles Dickens. Charles Dickens. There we go. That's the Classic writer. Literature that I've ever read. Is that is that older than Frankenstein? You you didn't read Frankenstein or anything I've like never that? Read Frankenstein. Really? I tried to listen to um, Dracula on my phone there the other day. 
So you... I couldn't even... I'm like, this is like written by a two-year-old. What the hell? You're a little... I'm getting lost in your books. You can. What? What are you looking for? Oh, it's not even on... Wait. Oh, there it is. You, Little Miss, trying to come up with a new urban legend. And yet you can't read the urban legends of... I don't have to. There's, centuries. That's what I said. There's so They're many in, hundreds of Embedded in culture as it is. It's true. The originals are probably not the best. I mean, I, I know Frankenstein's a pretty good book, but I don't really know what the original Dracula. Dracula like. is also horrible. The Dracula. I read the original Dracula play. Sorry. <laughs> it's too late. It's already on me. Spraying it. I spit on you. <sighs> I read the original Dracula play, but it's different, and obviously, it's different to read a script rather than to see it, but. Yeah, I wanna, I'm going to go to the used bookstore and I want to get some of the, the paperbacks and like read them because trying to listen to the audio, it was like, it was no good. A lot of those are just available for free since all the... They're public domain Yeah, they're public point. domain. Yeah, but I don't like reading on my phone. Okay. You work but at, I only do that when I have to. You work at a place that can print out paper. <laughs> I'm not going to pay to print it. You wouldn't but you pay would pay anyways. to buy the book? Yeah, you I guess. You might tape. as well just buy it. What? I'm not saying that on tape. <laughs> but speaking of this one here which is an anthology with a whole bunch of other writers right. is no longer in print <laughs> so I'm going to have it because I'm going to be at the Frightmare in the Falls in October which is like a horror comic con yeah yeah so Where? I mean, like, what's the venue uh, it's at the Scotiabank okay in the falls Scotiabank what are you doing there center. I know what it's you're doing It's a big there, convention center. I'm going to have my books for sale, which is why I made sure to finish my new book, so I'll have a new book to present. So you have a booth there? I'm going to have a booth. Is it with anybody, or is it just you? Just me. Just you? Mm-hmm. I have to get a banner made. I'm just waiting for a new logo, so I can get a banner. But I'm going to have, because I have two copies of these, so I'm going to have one of these for sale for 100 bucks. Do you think you'll sell it? I don't know. We'll see. Pretty dedicated fan, I is think. Is it going to be autographed? Well, it have to be. Is this the one that you were talking about is a collaboration also with that bigger writer as well? No. No? Um, Never mind. Are you talking about... I Okay, yeah. The one that we can't get into. Uh, William F. Nolan? Yes. Oh, that. No, that's totally different. Uh, this hundred. These are 100-word stories, so every story is only 100 words long. And you're in there. And I'm in here. And why... And William F. Nolan is in here, and he wrote Logan's Run. Hmm. So uh, that was pretty exciting for me, because so, I'm like, there is like a legit famous author in here with me. Uh, same with Richard Chismar, and he he has written that Ben uh, Gwen, Gwendolyn's Buttons with Stephen King. Oh, okay. Button box, something like that. So you, you have that wrapped up. Do you have a regular one that you... Yeah, we have regular paperbacks, too, but this was a hardcover that I ordered for myself, because they made it in hardcover. So this is my copy to stay on my shelf. That's nice. Yeah, it's just a good... I mean, anyone can order that. It's just nice to have. That's my stack of scripts over there. Just piles and piles of scripts. That's how I go. Do you, you keep, you're one of those people that keep sticky notes on their computer. Honest to God, most of the sticky notes are from my Kojiko problems. So they all have employee numbers on them. A lot of good that does, eh? You know there's a sticky note application. Yeah, I know that. <laughs> but 
I, whatever. I don't mind sticky notes as long as they're not in my way and on the bottom of the screen. Although at night when I'm editing, I keep thinking there's a bug on yeah, like my it. screen because the Apple symbol is now just, the stem. just a stem and I think it's a bug and then it startles me. And I'm like, it's just a stem. I'm like, I should move it and then I never do. And It's right in front of you. Do you think Apple's going to do without the bezels one day? Just yes. Get rid of the bottom? Yeah. That's one of the things I've found it standing out and kind of odd on their computers. Could just be a screen, right? It gives it some character. It does. Don't you need something to hold the screen up? Well, the st- I mean, the stand's fine, but I mean, like the bottom, the bezel, the, being... the bezel. Clearly, I have no clue what you're talking about. <laughs> this part. Oh, yeah. that thing. And when you turn it on, there's still a a bezel around the outside too. A bezel around. Like most phone, most newer phones nowadays are going edge to edge. There's right. no, there's no even top or bottom. This one has. Yeah, you probably get. Curious. Oh yeah, I guess. So you get quite a bit at the top and the bottom. Yeah. Display technology is rapidly yes improving, and it's so weird too. Like the technology they put into phones is like entirely different than what goes into TVs, and entirely different than what's in computer monitors. It's sort of just a race for the best one. But that's what we look at all day long. Yeah, it better look good. Uh, So fright. What was it? Fright mirror in the falls. Did what are the dates? October 26th, 27th. Okay. October 26th, 27th. Frightmare, Scotiabank Convention Center in the Falls. How much are tickets? That I don't know. I think they're 25 bucks, but I'm not sure. What's... Okay, so you're, I mean, you're there. What's the other draw? I mean, uh, who else the, is the there? The original screen, screen Queen. Do you know who that is? No. Not I do. Scream Queen. Adrian? Yeah, the... I always want to say Barbosa because of Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, and that's not right. I can't remember her name. Um, it starts, it, it, it's Barb something. We have technology. To yeah, yes. you're just talking about Determine it. this last name. Yes. Um, the guy who played Pinhead in Hellraiser will be there, which as a reader is a Clive, Bar- Clive Barker. Big fan of, just read his new one that was awesome. Um, there's graphic artists, there's special effects people. <laughs> special effects makeup. They should do face painting or something. That'd be fun. They might. No, they just, like, that's, this, the more you sound, I couldn't find who we were looking for, so we're just going to move on and pretend that didn't exist. Um, the more you talk about it, the more it is really just a Comic-Con for horror. It is, yeah. And it's weird who ends up going to even the regular Comic-Cons, because you'll find out, oh... Well, it's the person that did the makeup for Michael Myers in Halloween 7. Okay. Yeah. You know Gremlins, right? Yeah. It's like, so the guy who played the main character in Gremlins, which yeah. I can't remember what his name was, he's going to be there. Hmm. I'm like, oh my God, like, what is he, in his 60s? Yeah, at that point, you're just kind of milking. Though that's sad, because you would assume that uh, Comic-Con would be a bigger... A bigger draw, and when you can't get to Comic Con, I guess you do Fright Mares. Fright there's Fest. so, but there's so many little conventions everywhere that you mean, and, and there's always going to be a list of celebrities yeah. that are Zach that are willing Galligan. to do it. And Zach I Galligan. mean, in the states, right? They're like huge. So yeah. for something in Canada, you're not going to get as much. I forgot that Howie Mandel played the Star Gremlin. Huh. He did. Yeah, he did the voice. I never knew that. Look at that. My dad is slow. Time to update. 
to a new phone so you can play the app that's based on your book. <laughs> anyway, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm going to be dressed up. So. Like a horror person? You should do like an Elvira thing. No. No? No, because I'm going to have to be sitting there all day for like eight or nine hours. It's got to be comfortable. Comfortable, yeah. And move around. How many books are you taking with you? What's your goal? All of them. All of them. How much is all of them? <laughs> Like, um, what's your stock? I went and got Do you have a the, garage filled with books? I went and got the, um, you know, card reader so I can the take square. the cards. I got the square. I Sorry. took the last one from BD so you can get it. I bought it. I got, I got one for free. Yeah, because that's what I... for free, yeah. You can get yeah. them for if free. you sign up, you get it for free. But if you lose yours, like no, I did in I my ordered, move, you pay $10 and get a $6 rebate. I ordered the, um, the actual tab, too. Oh, good. So I'm going to have to have my tablet there because my phone's too old. It won't accept it. <laughs> So, yeah, people can pay me. No, that's so awesome. Good. Yeah, so I have all my inventory in there, too, because it keeps track of your inventory. So I have, like, 30 copies of Kept, 30 copies of The Sumerians, I think 20 of Sudden Death, I think 30 of Cataclysm. I'm going to have two of these, because one's for sale. This one I don't have, A World Unimagined, because this is another um, multi-author book that was produced by someone else. So they actually cost me more money to order, so people can just get them on Amazon and it's an ebook if they want, because it's less money. And then the new book that I wrote, I will have those, because they'll be ready for the show. You know what you should do? You should, um, with your promotional material, be it a bookmark or something, since now your book that you wanted done for the, for the convention, you mm-hmm. should write a, another short story, like a horror short story. Maybe, maybe base it around a horror convention or something and put a link on the bookmark for them to download for free as a gift for going to the comic con that'd be a small incentive to get people to go i mean you could you could uh well i am gonna have a box there for people to sign box. up uh to win a copy of either one of my audios so i'll have two different well that's ones. good yeah i'll have two different boxes so you can pick which one you want or both if you want because one's science fiction, one's horror, so it gives you an option. Um, so that, you know, someone can win an audible book. All that. On that note, I think, yeah, if you're in the area, you should check out the convention. And I think that we should also be wrapping up, because we should be, we mentioned before we want to be mindful to who the heck actually has time to listen to all this. Cause yeah. We okay. might hit the two-hour mark if we keep going, and who knows how long it's going to go from there. Okay. That's so, okay. It was fun. It's always riveting with somebody yeah, else. It's been a, it's been a good podcast. <sighs> <laughs> Did you have fun? Any other things? Any any other things to say to the camera before we say goodbye, Dolly? I have no clue. No? <laughs> have you, a good night, everybody. See you later. This was Teresa Jacobs. Info down here.